This week's episode of Legends of Gotham is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash Gotham. I believe you left this on my desk. It's a riddle. It's a cupcake with a live bullet sticking out of it. It's a riddle. It's menacing and weird and inedible. Next man who tries to take my shield one way or another, I'm going to make him eat it. And it's metal, too. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series, Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're back! We're back! A Dinosaur Story is a movie that came out several years ago that we're not talking about on this podcast. Uh, No, we're talking about uh, last night's wonderful, wonderful, eventful episode of Gotham. So much stuff happened. Oh, yeah. It was like so much stuff. It was virtual insanity, except it was real. It actually happened. I, one thing, uh, since we did have a skip week there, I just thought I'd throw this out there. In case anyone missed it, we did do a Gotham roundtable with uh, uh, the cast of uh, Gotham After Show and uh, Andy from the Flash podcast. So that's uh, episode 20 of Legends of Gotham. If you want to go back and check it out, if you missed it, we talked pretty much the first 10 episodes. Uh, probably some of the speculation is wrong now. Because, probably, because this so, went so many places we weren't expecting. Yeah, but you know, this episode was so, like, crazy 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 i think we should probably go ahead and get into the discussion on it why don't you go ahead and start us off with our rhyming riddling summary riddles Riddle. is mr Copplepot always the smartest he is till he's hit by an electrical artist who would abduct falcone's sainted liza the same one who found her then synthesized her will the commish rehire jim gordon shore hoping will falcone please stop it with all the nape groping <laughs> if penguins are birds how can they swim good question who cares let's talk what the little bird told him what the little bird told him yeah no this is not a musical episode it's not new no. you'll see i i need to leave then because i came here expecting a musical episode oh, what, what was the song from uh last the last episode the music the tempest musical song i forget i don't know i was gonna start singing it but i can't remember how it goes what'd you think of the episode overall i Henry? loved it did. i so 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 loved it i like that they picked up the pace on most of it mm-hmm. the one thing that one thing they picked up the pace that i didn't like but we can get to that yeah um but everything else um, I wasn't expecting us to get there with fish mm. so soon. Yeah. Well, this is another one of those episodes, and we were talking about this a little earlier, where it, it feels like – another episode where it feels like we're getting what we should be getting at the end of the season. Right. You know? Or even a mid-season finale would have made sense. But mm-hmm. this is just like – Well, I, who knows? Maybe they slate, had it or, originally slated for – the mid-season finale or something yeah because you know i mean it's only a couple episodes removed from the mid-season finale but it's true really good episode and i actually right up top here before i get into my main point i just wanted to mention if we don't get to it absolutely loved peter scolari as the commissioner i don't i forget what the name was i don't know if i caught the commissioner's name interesting but uh, we are gonna get to it Oh, we are? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes then. Okay, he didn't for- read ahead. I didn't. <laughs> uh, first off, and uh, I guess I could uh, apply this descriptor to myself, too, based on that little exchange there. <laughs> Dumbest penguin ever. Oh, my gosh. Like, I know. Like, th- this was the episode. And this isn't critical of the writer or anything. It was like... A means to an end, but Penguin made some of the dumbest decisions he's ever made in the show. He's always been 
a character that uh, it feels smarter than everybody else in the room, and you know he has things playing on. Mm-hmm. In this episode, he was just like off his game, but somehow he, <laughs> he still was won. electrocuted. Well, I mean, even before that, yeah, he like, really was. Oh, I got to go talk to my mom. I totally thought when his mm-hmm. phone rang that it was Jim. Yeah. I honestly did think that it was Gordon. You know what I loved about that little moment, though? What? Wait, like, after he gets off the phone and he just, like, he's looking at the camera and, like, oh, yes, fish, now you've playing right into my hands with it, with the restaurant scene going on behind him. It was so, like, yeah. you know, an actor just stepping up to the front of the stage for him <laughs> to kind of do He was doing his monologue. Little thing. But, yeah, uh, first of all, uh, y- you know... Throughout this entire season, we've been seeing Oswald go through a journey of, you know, revenge and Mm -hmm. uh, lust for power and all that stuff. Killed so many people. So many people. uh, Double and triple crossed so many people. Had plans with Falcone against Maroney and Maroney against Falcone and all all this stuff. And, you know, everything that's gone on. And he almost blew it with, like, four words. Urgent business with Falcone. Urgent business with Falcone. And it it was just like... Man, like if if that had been, and I'm sure there's still going to be fallout from it, but oh, if, it, yeah. if that had been the end of his journey, like I would have been like, man, that, it couldn't what be a, the end of his journey. Yes, yeah. we know that he goes on. He becomes the penguin. He, I in the other thing too, and this was more prevalent, uh, more so than the restaurant scene, but uh, when they were in the police department, mm-hmm. his insistence on the mother excuse and his like almost like petulant child, please believe me, even though lying yeah and you, you could tell like it, well his insistence made it seem less believable and right. you could tell maroney wasn't buying it so I, I was kind of wondering like why did maroney let him go because he wanted to see what he was gonna do mm-hmm. he do probably you, followed so do you think he was followed he's absolutely followed see i was i was kind of thinking that maybe he he was like you know penguin's gonna do what penguin's gonna do but uh i'm going to go kill his mom or something you know since the mom was the big excuse the oh. big like oh Mrs. Yeah. Gobblebolt. Yeah, I kind of think her days, She's... Carol Kane's days, might be numbered. <laughs> or at least maybe we might get a good scene with her, which we, we've we been missing out yeah, on the we, past well, few Yeah, we've been missing on quite a few mm-hmm. people's good scenes yeah, the past couple episodes. Anyway. You, you know, I think, though, regardless of any dumb decisions the Penguin made, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, because of what he did for Fal- Falcone in this episode and, you know, throughout the season, too, I think he's going to be very well protected uh, against mm-hmm. any uh, Maroney backlash although his mom might not be yeah that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting Mm. um okay so like i said uh fish and butch they that storyline definitely sort of like went in hyperdrive Mm. uh wasn't expecting it and fish doesn't seem even remotely excited at the prospect of taking over the entire family this is what the entire season has been about for her Mm -hmm. and she's like depressed about it i'm like you're the one who chose to, like, push the fast-forward button. Well, I kind of got the impression that she might be regretting it a little bit. That like, was – yeah, that was my excuse. Like, does Fish regret her choices? And I think she does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think – and especially after he showed up and was talking to her and she was like, bad word. <laughs> fudge. Ass. Fudge, if you will. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, oh, Bullock. Fudge. Oh, fudge. You'd have never said fudge. <laughs> um what did I say? Oh, but then I think it's weird that on the opposite side, Butch is like a small child in a candy store. Mm-hmm. He's like, Fish! <laughs> he gave up that easy? Now, when I was doing my second watch through, I, I might have I, – I was writing notes and I was trying to come up with my thing and all yeah. this stuff. I was a little distracted. Did, did Butch show up in that last scene at all? Was he – he was one of the two that got taken or was he – is he gone? 
Oh, which is alive. Well, I just know that Falcone said that all of your people are dead. And all I of your people remember are dead, Butch but was... I want. He said, "I want these two alive for a while." And Butch I, was one of the two. Butch is one of the yeah. two. I think he knows that Butch is very important, and I don't even mm-hmm. know necessarily if he's anti-Butch. Yeah. For all we know, Butch is working for Falcone too because he kind of has that kind of way about him. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's I gonna say? Um, Oh, yeah, and it was a lot earlier than you were expecting. It was ex- too, right? That's not the one I was trying to figure out. We'd already <laughs> mentioned that. Um, I said, I wrote, who will also be the one to finally take them out? Mm. So it's like, who's going to be the one to kill him? Oh, he has people for that. He has people for that, but I think Penguin would want to be the one to do that. Penguin is the people? Likely. Likely. likely but, I, but, but I, I, Falcone seems kind of like the guy, kind of guy who, who would probably read Penguin as too emotional to handle that job. I don't know. Well, I don't know based you know, on the you, preview. When you get emotional, you get slippy. As Fish learned, or you get a uh, sloppy. Sloppy, yeah. yeah slippy. slippy is not not it. You get slippy too, you especially slippy, when sloppy. you're a penguin and sloppy. Oh, um, but uh, no, no. Uh, but showing emotion in these kind of I, I don't know societies or hierarchies mm. or whatever it, it is weakness, is death. And when Fish uh, kind of gave Falcone the generous out, I mean, Falcone was considering it, but when he found out about Liza, oh no, he, he was, was sold. He was going, and Zaz mm-hmm. was going to be his bodyguard, which he was not very happy about. But once he realized he was the one, or they were doing wrong by him, mm-hmm. it, uh, I, I think that little weakness that Fish showed was like, okay, I'm going to go down there, and I'm just going to her club's mine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, She's like yeah, this is mine again. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very good stuff, though. Very good stuff. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes next week. For it sure. really is. Okay, so I guess we should talk a little bit about the, the big bad uh, for for uh, this episode, uh, the Electrocutioner. Here, I'll show a picture of him to the video stream real quick. Which, by the way, we record these eight thirty p.m. EST Tuesday nights uh, on YouTube. On the YouTube, uh, you can su- subscribe to our YouTube at youtube.universebox.com uh, to get the episodes because we like uh, waving hi. hi to the camera about every four. We like to call you out if we know you're there, Bobby Hawk. Yeah, hi, Bobby Hawk. Hi, Bobby Hawk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the electrocutioner. Uh, mm-hmm. for, first of all, uh, we did get a little bit of a, an idea of what his manner would be last week, but he really got, got to just oh. be big and out there and awesome this week. Yes. Like, like it, the actor did such a good job. Just his phrasing, his tone of voice, like the way he said things yes. was just like, you could tell the dude was a little nuts, right? I I didn't put this in there. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I thought that entire first scene was beautiful, like mm-hmm. with the the music, the oh uh, the Johnny the, Cash music, yes, oh, the Johnny Cash with the newspaper. I love that song too because that song. Yeah. Uh, I I believe it's the last album that Johnny Cash released. So, it also yeah. had his Hurt cover on it. Gonna go on. No no no. This time. is not the musical. No, don't. Sooner or later, I will throw Washi at you. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, Why go ahead. do you doubt me? Um, <laughs> no, but it was just so beautiful, which is weird because, you know, he's in this big leathery, rubbery getup with this, mm-hmm. you know, dude behind him attached by a wire. And it just was like up until the time they got to the door, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Well, I mean, even like that newspaper flying around mm-hmm. with the thing, like mm-hmm. uh, that, it was very reminiscent. Uh, it, Comic books do that a lot. Like they'll open up with like, here's the news story in the town that's going on. And then we pull back and we mm-hmm. see how it's affecting the hero or, or whatever. It evokes Watchmen for me. Uh, Dark Knight Returns a little bit. And also on the back, they mentioned that there was a prop plane accident, which some people were theorizing oh. was a, a reference to Superman ship crashing. 
like oh. the government covered it up by saying it was a plane or something. That's but right. No, I think it was. I think it was more of a Green Lantern reference because oh. Hal Jordan's uh, father—I mm-hmm. forget his his first name—but he was a fighter pilot, right? Mm. And a part of Hal Jordan's origin is that his dad died when he was a kid. Uh, in a in a plane crash. Okay. So so I I took it as a Green Lantern reference, not a Superman reference. I but. didn't even notice it all. <laughs> Except for the flippy flying paper. I saw the flippy flying paper. The flippy flying paper. Uh, and I was trying to find here um mm-hmm. because we had talked last week a little bit about the electrocutioner about how there was a different um different electrocutioner in the comics that oh, Batman yeah. had faced several times and that he he was part of his origin was that his brother had been the electrocutioner before him mm-hmm. and had also gone unnamed guy's last name was uh Buchinsky I mm-hmm. think which is the exact same name as uh John what they used yeah. Jack Jack or Jack rather so so yeah this is definitely the original electrocutioner the modern ex, ex- electrocutioner's brother Interesting. Uh, so i thought that was good to know that's kind of fun i like that and i i really enjoyed that they made him like ultimately he really wasn't that much of a threat he could be oh my gosh no he like, could be defeated with a glass of water which is was, yes i two things is like uh one it's a very comic book thing to do just kind of like build up this tension and oh there's gonna be this big battle and then just kind of deflate it and, and it, it's a very comic book way to approach it which i really liked and it's also it goes to show that in gotham city it's all about presentation yeah it, it, it's all about uh the the way you present yourself is to how big of a threat people perceive you as because i mean he didn't ha- actually have that much power but well, he I seen mean, it you know he he sort of took down the whole gcpd <laughs> but he only shocked them he didn't kill them which wasn't what he expected yeah and I also kind of wonder if maybe Ed Nigma picked. He definitely keyed in on the on the name and the dramatic nature he of the it. electrocutioner and everything. So I, I don't know. Maybe he'll throw on a supervillain costume somewhere down the road. I don't know who he could I be. I don't know who he could possibly be. I I, I don't know. I just I just like a, that he he. He likes know, these riddles. Yeah, the riddles that he gave Chris Kristen Kringle and stuff yes. was always good. Red velvet cupcake. But I, you had a couple more thoughts on the electrocutioner. Yes, I thought it was almost sad that he was. It, that it took more to beat up his goon than to take him down. Mm-hmm. And then he just stood there watching the goon go down. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as the water is splashed on him, he's like, done. <laughs> he's like, and I'm done. I'm not even going to fight. That's all I had. I, I have no physical strength. Yeah. And he was even kind of smiling. I'm like, okay, you, got, like, me. you got me. You got, you got me. We were having a really good scene here. Yeah. Though. Can we keep going on with this dramatic scene yeah, that we're doing nope. and posturing? <laughs> Um, I did like the whole thing with uh, Nigma and the galoshes being like, you mm-hmm. may want to wear your galoshes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fork them over. I got the galoshes. Yeah. Um, and I, I also like that Harvey's still like, Ed, and Jim's mm-hmm. kind of coming around to him a little he's bit. He's like, fork it over. Cover, take care of me. Because he knows he's he's not dumb. Um, he's just weird. Yeah. So um, another thing was I didn't like how quick that wrapped up, mm-hmm. the electrocution. I would have liked to see that sort of stretch out for at least another like – half episode or something it, yeah. it was just a really good villain mm-hmm. i thought it was fun um well they can always bring him back because i mean he's just sitting in he a can, cell you know just break out again yeah because no one's watching him i would actually like to see well i guess he he'll, he'll probably go back to arkham i'm guessing Who? Uh, the electrocutioner <laughs> he's not going to arkham you don't think so no what's that because he lied to get into arkham he wasn't supposed to be there yeah but i mean at the same time that where else do you send crazy uh but he's prisoners? not crazy but he's not crazy it was all intentional. 
I don't think he was crazy. I, I think he was crazy. I also think it was all intentional. I think you're you're wrong and right in the same sentence. Okay. Because, well. he, he, I mean, a sane person doesn't do that sort of thing. A sane person doesn't kill and rape people either. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but then the entire jail is mm-hmm. a crazy house. Yeah. And he's he's very deliberate. Crazy people don't do it deliberately. Well, he had to he made his people, mm-hmm. whoever his people are, which actually maybe that's how he'll come back is whoever his connections were, mm-hmm. change his file so he would be transferred and change his name and everything. Like, well, I mean, I I think I don't think that you can necessarily like make a delineation there. There's crazy and they're smart because I mean, look at look at real world examples like Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. He was nuts. He was also a, a genius. He was a, a scientist, right? And uh, Ted Bundy, uh, he was he was totally nuts, but he managed to cover up those murders for several years. You know, I mean, so so I mean, I don't I don't think they're mutually exclusive, is what I'm saying. Okay, I can see that, I guess, but I don't think he's going back to Arkham. He's already broken out of mm-hmm. it once. Well, maybe he'll go, he'll go down into that wherever that nurse was <laughs> from last episode. You know, Importers. down to the basement. They'll put him down in the basement. Okay, and one last thing mm-hmm. with it why was no one watching the perimeter of the gcpd they knew that he was coming there mm-hmm. because that's why they brought maroney there that is literally why they brought him there yeah and nobody was watching the back alley nobody noticed that we're looking for the electrocutioner Ed did a little bit well yeah ed, ed knew <laughs> what was going on because he was like what's that noise mm-hmm. but he's he, he's a corner he can't really do much yeah. anyway yeah, he, he was stuck in the wall yep doing some arc welding yep Good times, good times. Well, uh, before we get back into the main discussion, we'll take a little break here, and uh, I guess it's time. And it's been a while since we've done this, so I hope I, I hope we remember the song. Oh wait, <gasps> it's time to look, look at, at this Joker. Joker. Look at look this Joker. Joker. He's pretty cool. Hey, he doesn't go to Joker school. Really? Look at this Joker. I'm going to throw the other washi at you. <laughs> look at this Joker. This is where we uh, go and we look at any Joker references that the writers of Gotham have, have managed to slip into the show this week. And so you'll see here, you know, we have the comedian from the first episode, mm-hmm. a Laszlo, who we've never seen again. Laszlo. Our, our suspect for the Wayne murder and on and on and on. And then we get to this week right here, uh, what the little bird told him and. There really wasn't all that much. No. Nope. Basically, the only thing I could pull out of this was that uh, Penguin was wearing a suit that was kind of greenish purple. That's horrible. But I really like that color combination. It's well, my it's favorite color combination. color combination. So I, I, I thought it was worth mentioning. Oh, okay. But if you guys caught any Jokers that me, we missed, uh, go to legendsofgotham.com. Click on Look at This Joker right at the top. And you can go ahead and leave a comment on here That'd and let good. us know. And we'll go ahead and add it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. It, for sure. Because obviously our Joker pick for this episode is not so thrilling. Nope. 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 There's the Anne-Marie Cameron. Camera. Uh, Anne-Marie, uh, we're, we're going to do another little contest here. You contest? want to tell people about it? Here. I'll give you the prizes real quick. You know what's really fun? He told me nothing about the contest, but I figured it out. Because the here's what I was told. Giveaway full questions for how MCU for reviews. That's all I've been given. So <laughs> these handy dandy questions that mm-hmm. I came up with for how MCU are you. Yeah, it, how MCU are you? If you don't remember, it was the game show that we played well, uh, when we had uh, Montoya and Allen from Gotham, the actors uh, who play Montoya and Allen on Gotham. On we did a big on, game on, on. show. Yeah, we did a game show. It got a little crazy, mm-hmm. um, but we have the questions and we want to send them to you. But we want some reviews first. How long are we giving them? I actually I was I was going to do this like a short run uh, review like contest. Week. One week. One week. One week. 
anyone it's who leaves one week, in, including Pride it, Girl here who who left one this week. Oh, why don't you read Pride Girl? Okay, and I we'll, read Pride Girl. We'll find the rules. Okay, scrolling, 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 scrolling. All right, enjoyable. This is a four star review. And the, these are uh, reviews on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, by the way. Yes, please. Um, these two come at things from a different perspective. While one of them is very versed in the world of Gotham, the other is exploring this land week by week as an unseasoned fan. It's a fun journey, and while sometimes the episodes run a bit long, <laughs> that's the first time anyone's ever said that about us. Yeah, we were getting the complaint they were too short a, for a few months ago. ago yeah. um, it's worth worth a go for fans of Gotham new and old. Exactly. He knows what the heck's going on, and I'm just winging it. <laughs> so... Yeah, but if but we would love to have your review. Um, it doesn't have to be good. We prefer mm-hmm. it be good, but it doesn't have to be good. Yeah, um, it can be one star. I hate the, this podcast, but I want to win the prize, and we'll read it on the show. We and, will, and, and uh, we'll call you out, and we'll also pick our favorite one next week uh, to give the uh, how MCRU original questions. There are questions on here that we didn't even ask. Oh yeah, there's secret questions, and uh, me and Anne Marie will both also a uh, write a personal message on here and sign it for you before we send it out okay. and stuff. We can do that. And uh, we'll sign it in our blood, too. So it's a collector's item. I'm not going to sign anything in my blood. Then they have my DNA. You won't need to know. Okay. Let's see here. We'll go ahead and move back into our main discussion. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Barbara. Oh, Barbara. Barbara. The, the, the girlfriend or fiance uh, people love to hate. No. We, yeah. We just hate her. But I, I I really liked her this episode. Like I I kind of she was like a dog with her tail between her legs. But I think I think I might see more where they're going with her now. Share with the group. Well, uh, first of all, uh, she doesn't have anybody else. Even no, as as we see in this episode, even her parents kind of hate her. They're like, Oh, hi, Barbara. Um, when are you leaving? Oh, you want to stay? Oh, you can stay like till the weekend. Eight hours, and then you're out. Bye. Stay till the weekend. Uh, so she's kind of like been backed into a corner here by her dangerous bad decisions to where she has no one left in her life and uh, desperation breeds opportunity i guess like i mean if you don't have anything to lose you're willing to do just about anything Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of thinking at this point that maybe they're angling barbara to be the first big like super villainess like maybe she's going to throw in some tights and a mask and call herself drug woman or something <laughs> the drug lord uh, lord s um that would be interesting montoya's cast off <sighs> so one quick question about that though mm-hmm. um she has a job well isn't her job just artist i thought she was a curator is she a curator yeah i don't know i was kind of cu- curious as to why she hadn't gone back to the apartment does she think that jim's still staying there i think so because he's not no he's not like there's some street kids there every once in a while but no i (laughs) what's that if you set up a police precinct to be fully electrified you may have a few screws loose (laughs) this is true this is true very possibly was that bobby yeah nice uh but uh, one other thing i was thinking about is you know we we see barbara who is kind of like unlucky and love and becoming more and more dangerous because of that Mm -hmm. there's one other character on the show that's kind of walking the same path and that is edward nigma Mm -hmm. uh, with his uh infatuation with Kristen kringle so i'm wondering maybe him and barbara maybe there'll be a team up maybe maybe uh either either uh he'll finally emerge as the riddler or he'll be her man on the inside mm-hmm. uh you know while they're both getting revenge on their exes or never was his <laughs> or something Interesting. although i with the whole Kristen, did you talk about that at all it's literally the next point okay then why don't we go ahead and move on to it <laughs> i'm like you're reading you can see it right there i don't read your points they're not in bold 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a little high. That's why. Um, okay, so Kringle, she seems to actually be coming around. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the first part where she's like, you left this on my desk. It's dangerous. Um, she's cranky, but when he goes down to explain the riddle, she does smile and give it a chuckle. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It was like, it seemed a situation like she she was kind of into him, but she didn't want to want to appear like uncool in front of the other guy Who in her department. Dude? Just some guy in her department, I see, think, that's a, or like see? in the archives. Maybe we'll see. I don't know who he was, but it it, it reminded me of. I mean, I, I here and I'll switch back to this. But oh. you know, I, I I was a little bit uh, socially backwards in high school and stuff, and it, it reminded <laughs> it actually reminded me of my first girlfriend who was all when we were going to the same high school was all about being my girlfriend when we weren't at the high school when we were at was the high school even sc- cool yeah she was she wasn't cool but she was well known at least i guess but you know you know <laughs> it, it it just reminded me of that cuz you know when we were away from the high school she was all about being boyfriend girlfriend lovey-dovey all that stuff when we were mm, in the high school i so couldn't much. wave to her in the halls while we were passing or like I would get berated for it later on in the day. And Kristen's reaction here to Ed kind of reminded me of that exact same kind of dynamic. That's crazy. Cray cray. Cray cray. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I really had with her. I'm just glad we got to see her again. And mm-hmm. I want more. Oh, yeah. Like I do. It feels kind of upsetting that we have made it past December with a character named Kristen Kringle. And she hasn't like donned a red and white striped hat and uh, ha- had some sort of candy cane weapon or something at this point next year next year maybe setting it up or actually maybe they'll just do it like Random. completely like, away from december to like in march element of supply su- surprise supplies yeah, I mean, no element, element of, supplies. of supplies there's gonna be paper towels <laughs> going back to the soap. uh the mask epi- or the pencil. black mask episode <laughs> oh you know i what? like this next one. Oh yeah i and i also totally forgot that didn't you close the clip I did close the. I did delete the clip. But I know. I was like, you, you, what? Basically, we had a big theory here. Mm-hmm. I think I can pull it back up here. Yep, here One it is. Hope. We we had a theory going on a couple months ago uh, about Liza and Falcone. I'll go ahead and play a little bit of it, and then we'll uh, tell you how I was wrong. Okay, so I, I I have a theory about this episode. I love your theory. Okay, I'm pretty sure Fish's weapon. Did not hit its intended target. I'm pretty sure that Liza actually botched her assignment in this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, when she's she's given the poison, or not the poison, the, the sleepy time. The sleepy mi- time. Mi- the sleepy time blend. And uh, she's told to, you know, put it in the tea and everything. One, I don't, she totally could have stepped behind that table to be facing the door while she was pouring it in. She couldn't do that mm-hmm. because then somebody could see what she was doing. Yeah, but with her back to the door, she couldn't see anyone coming in with, well, facing the door, at least she could have seen a shadow or something and kind of palmed it or whatever. I, I mean, I'm just speaking from my experience of drugging people. Uh, that <laughs> that would be the smart way to do it. Note to self, but always fill your own cup. Anyway, because she drops <laughs> the vial mm-hmm. and... <laughs> Because of the wonderful things he does. Um, (laughs) No, but she drops the vial and drops about half of the the sleepy time blend out of it. So here's my theory. Here's what I think happened. Because she didn't use the whole dose, Falcone woke up when she was in there getting the papers. Mm -hmm. And so so he's upset, obviously. He realizes what's going on. I'm sure she ratted on fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Because she was kind of... Yeah, so basic gist is that... uh, 
Liza was actually working uh, with Falcone when she went and offered an olive branch to fish, yeah. uh, like a one last opportunity before you mess up Falcone's life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, well, I, we I believe, wrong. yeah, I believe I ended ended that uh, that point saying either. Uh, Liza's working with Falcone, mm-hmm. or she just really likes the old guy. And I guess ding 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 ding, we yeah, have a winner. She was just quite fond of him, more or no. less. So one theory shot down. I think we're still right on the money with the Wayne Killer, though. Uh, yeah, which we haven't even revisited <laughs> lately. Um, but how you you were, we were given a good old uh, rest in peace there to Liza. Mm-hmm. He also loved her too. Yeah, he really did because like when they call when Fish well, called, she was literally the same actress as his mother. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah i like the flashback though because we don't get mm-hmm. that very often but he was like don't hurt her she's a civilian mm-hmm. which i thought was weird but yeah, kind of well, cool that he doesn't think of her even remotely as part of the business well i mean that's kind of like the distinction between him and like say a maroni maroni's just like i gotta win and whoever gets in my way that's fine mm-hmm. falcone still has sort of a sense of honor and he mm-hmm. doesn't he doesn't want to involve innocent people unless he absolutely has to right. but once he finds out that lies is not innocent oh oh <sighs> Everything's yep. There went your neck, honey. Little neck massage there. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, so you want to talk a little on the commissioner? Yeah. The commish. I uh, kind of have the complete opposite feelings as you. Mm-hmm. Well, you go ahead and share them, and then I'll... I thought he was boring. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really boring. Well, they didn't give him a ton to do. They didn't give him a ton to do. So there's that too. But I don't feel like we really got to know him at all. I don't think he. I think he's kind of a little scared of Jim, but Jim was a bit nutty in this episode <laughs> and was scaring everybody mm-hmm. except, you know, Gorkin. Um, Jim grew some testicles in this episode. Yeah. Yep. He basically <laughs> was like, nope, we're going to do this. I'm going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he thought that was playing safe. <laughs> yeah. What about threatening the commissioner to save your people? <laughs> um, so there's that. No, I, I like the commissioner though, but I, I like uh, Peter Scolari too a lot. Yeah, I he still w- didn't recognize him. He, he was, uh, I forget his, Michael on uh, the New Heart show, and he also played uh, the Rick Moranis role in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV series. Both of these are references he mm-hmm. gave me earlier. And, and he, he was also the other buddy on Tom Hanks' uh, first sitcom, Bosom Buddies. Uh, so he wore a dress a lot. Uh, but no, I, I, I enjoyed him. Like I said, I, I think they should have given him more to do. I hope uh, he'll be back. He has to be back. And I also kind of dug that they the glasses they had him in were very much Commissioner Gordon glasses. Like So I thought mm. that was kind of like a little foreshadowing. Maybe the glasses come with the office. <laughs> I, They're on top of the desk. One other thing about him, though, that kind of uh, had, had me going, hmm, mm. was just like the, the power structure of Gotham City because, you know, the mayor put Jim in Arkham and now the commissioner comes in and he can undo that yeah and i wonder if it's just like he owes the mayor a favor or it's like they're they're trying to pull jim in a different direction because of you know the things going on behind the scenes the secret society stuff who do you think is paying the commissioner because we know who's paying the mayor yeah yeah um we'll see uh i think it has to be maroney's on mm-hmm. has the commissioner because everybody else is by falcone and they're all like Essen was like, no, you got to get out of here. Well, I could definitely see that because all of the commissioner's actions in this episode ended up protecting Maroni. So, mm-hmm. so I could de- I could definitely see that. So, somehow Maroni got the commissioner, but Falcone got everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, which is better? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's sort of mm-hmm. 
one of those. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Okay, I had just a couple minor quibbles. Right. Uh, I, I wanted to go through here real quick. Okay, first off, I like I as much as I loved him uh, in the other episode. I forget what the name of the actual episode was, so I'll just use the name of our episode discussing it. All that zazz mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and all that zazz. Uh, but anyway, no, I, I really liked him in that episode, but this episode, it was weird. It just seemed like he was just kind of hanging out, being creepy, just really to give Falcone someone to vocalize his internal emotions to. It was just like, does he just hang out in Falcone's kitchen all the time? He's or? Falcone's guy. He is. He is. But I, He I, got important at the end. I, I think I think it's just a situation where I know where the character eventually goes, and we saw a good bit of that when he bra- goes into the GCPD. Jam. Exactly, exactly. And he, and even the actor was trying to do it in those scenes with Falcone, some of that craziness, but they were just like info dump scenes and kind of, we need to see what's going on inside Falcone's head, but we can't have him talking to the camera because he's not that kind of character. So let's put Zaz there. Yeah, but that also reintroduces Zaz because it's now been a significant amount of episodes since we've seen mm-hmm. him. And I did enjoy that Zaz's girls were back. That though. was that's one of my the like Riot girls. Yeah, well, that's one of my. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. But uh, you know, I also it, it kind of annoyed me that there was no Bruce and Alfred again. That I, makes me sad. I I I, I love mm-hmm. them touching base with the, those characters every episode. Even like, just like a little five minute throwaway. There was no cat. No cat, no MCU, no, no MCU. Montoya or Allen. So I, sad. Like, curses. Curses, Gotham. Yeah, some of our favorite characters were less, left Most on the table. Most of our favorite characters <laughs> were not there. But hopefully that means they'll be in next week. Well, actually, well, they weren't is, in last time either. Yeah, I was going to say this is two episodes in a row without them. Wow. But I, I, believe, I believe we're coming up. I, it's not a – so 12, 13 – Within a couple weeks, we should be seeing them again because I know that Victoria and uh, Andrew said when they came on the show mm-hmm. that they, they were about to shoot episode 15, I think. Was it? Yeah, something like that. So uh, so hopefully they'll be back soon. They have to. And, and uh, the one last complaint I had uh, concerns hashtag Gorkins. Uh, the, the Gordon, I love that it's hashtag Gorkins. The Gordon Leslie Tompkins ship. Gorkins. Uh, which I guess it's Lee now, which is like No, weird, it's like, Gorkins. Well, I mean, like, Leslie wants to be referred to as Lee, which is weird. Well, that's because – no, it's not weird. It's because um, she's trying to get close to him, so she doesn't want him to think of her as a doctor. Mm-hmm. She wants him to think of her as Lee. Yeah, but the thing is, is her name's Leslie. Like, her her, her actual name's Leslie. Leslie, but her friends call her Lee. See, I, I think that's just the thing I'm having a little trouble getting used to. And normally I don't, like, fanboy out, like, it's never happened in the comics, so it can't happen on Gotham thing. But she she's always been referred to as Leslie or Doc, Dr. Tompkins. I've, I don't think I've ever seen the comic book or the animated series version of her be referred to as Lee, which is why it's a little jarring. And I'm probably going to call her Leslie for like the next few weeks. I'll just keep calling her Gorkins, even though she's not the whole Gorkins. <laughs> Gorkins. Gorkins. Uh, but you know, the whole, uh, them getting together and mm. you know, it's heat of the moment sort of stuff, which is fine too, but it, it does still feel a little bit forced to me, especially like anytime she comes on screen, like the romantic score starts playing mm. and it just seems a little too, much but i'm really hoping that now that they've you know 
treaded that water and got them together finally as of the end of this episode that that maybe they're going to have some really interesting stories together i think that might be part of my problem too is like we need them to be together so they can become interesting but yeah. it's it's the getting there and you know it's going to happen and right. it just it, it's uh the puzzle pieces falling into place and you just got to kind of wait for it you know so uh, hopefully i i that will improve and i also kind of wonder when she's going to finally meet bruce because she was she's a, in on it right well she was a yeah she was a very important figure in his life growing up and she was she's also when he becomes batman he she's one of the only people besides alfred who knows the secret hmm. well it can't be too soon though like, like that's all, the problem is you can't reveal everything that you mm-hmm. you know happens in season one yeah otherwise are already guaranteed season two shocker mm. um yeah I'm, I'm just saying you know she's supposed to be a figure like kind, kind of like a mother figure for bruce uh, during his childhood so I, i'm hoping you know they get together so maybe they'll meet up at haley circus uh, okay, you, you wanted to take us out with a couple last things? Some more Zaz. Um, All that Zaz. So he seemed really, um, as I said, he seemed really hell-bent on ramping up Falcone. That you're doing this for respect. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't seem to be taking it seriously. So do you think Zaz would go after him? Like go after Falcone? Mm-hmm. Taking over. Or is he just the assassin guy? No, I could definitely see that. And I mean, obviously, the character's a little touched anyway, but he's going to have to have a break to be the character he is in the comics. Because, like, Zaz in the comics, I I always picture him as, like, you know, like Carnage in the Spider-Man mythos or uh, Siler in Heroes. Thank you. Thank uh, you for a reference I know. He's just this psychotic wild card rolling around. And if he's out, everyone needs to be on getting him because he's going to leave as many bodies behind him as possible sort of like when Mm. zaz and the assassin bitches at the end that's what i call them (laughs) something much nicer mine's the assassin bitches right girls nah like assassin bitches fair enough assassin (laughs) bitches assassin bitches assassin bitches uh no but uh i i definitely uh he, he he needs to have a break as a character like and then things could get crazy. He could definitely start going after Falcone or Maroney or anybody. Anybody. Anybody at all. You want to do some uh, – did you bring your notebook? I didn't. It's – yeah. we're oh. See, this is what happens. We talked about it earlier. <laughs> when nothing happens or we hate an episode, we just keep talking and talking and talking. When we absolutely love an episode and so much stuff happens, we're like, and mm-hmm. done. <laughs> and, and done. And done. And we didn't get that much feedback. So. Oh, I, I did like uh, that the electrocutioner uh, referred to Gotham as an abandoned factory full of broken machines. I thought that was oh, a really was good meta. Oh, he med- talking about Gotham? Yeah, he was talking about the city Missed in general. That. Kind of uh, thought it was Arkham. Let's see here. Oh, I also thought it was cool that uh, Jim's uh, dad got thrown back in his face by the yes. commissioner again. Uh, the, yes. the former DA. I wonder. No, he died, didn't he? He's dead. You're I, asking the wrong person. I'm pretty sure uh, Falcone said that in that scene from the yeah. pilot. Um, let's see. Anything I'm else fun here? With my scarf. Uh, and I also, I also really like that Falcone kind of. I, well, he kind of got his groove back in this episode, you know, because through a lot of the series, he's just been kind of like this ghost. Like he's spoken of as a presence in the city. And I mean, you see that a few times, like when he kills that mobster at dinner uh, a couple episodes back and everything. Uh-huh. But uh, he's he's kind of just been this ghost floating around like, what am I even doing here? Like your old grandpa. I don't know. I just, I need, don't know. I just need some Triscuits. 
sort of thing. And uh, so it was kind of nice to see him fully like unleash that cold, lethal. I'm sorry, did you just say something about Triscuits? I did. Okay, it it sort of glazed for a second. <laughs> anyway, okay. Continue. No, no, but I I just it was really nice to kind of see him come into his own. And as you said early earlier uh, when we were discussing it off the air, uh, kind of, this is the dawn, and this is this why. is why he's the dawn. Yeah, that entire last mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Is why he's the Don. Yeah, because he's just been so neutered, like, for a lot neutered. of the season. Sorry. Neutered. Neutered. Um, no, he's just been uh, – He maybe he hasn't – he doesn't seem to have found a reason to, like, make a big move. Mm-hmm. And this was – it woke him up. It woke up the mean guy. Yeah. Um, But while keeping his composure, mm-hmm. he never once went off the handle. It, I mean, he killed someone with his bare hands, but he didn't go off the handle. <laughs> it makes me a little sad for him, though, because I think he was just about to find his peace until he found out about Liza. I know. Too. He was actually way okay with going mm. off into the fields with mm. Liza. And I think she'd have been fine with that. Definitely. They'd have both been happy. Okay, let's see here. Arbitrary scale. Oh, here we go. Out of 17 voodoo dolls that don't look like Maroni. Oh, it totally did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. How how many uh, voodoo dolls that don't look like Maroni? How many is this out of 10? 17. 17? I don't know what's going on. What would you give this episode? 15. Why? Because it was awesome. So many things happened. All of the things. (laughs) All of the things were happening. Zaz. Zaz. Okay, and let's see here. As for me, I think... I think you know what I think I'd give it fourteen. Okay. I think if this episode had any fault, and I, our listener, I uh, will have a our a, listener. <laughs> well, 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 one of our listeners what will a, have a similar sentiment coming up in a minute here. 17. But if anything, I thought it was a little too overstuffed. Uh-huh. Like like these were all things that we knew were going to happen this season, and we were excited for them to happen this mm-hmm. season. Was not expecting them all to happen in the same episode. But in overall, the same episode, or so quickly. Yeah, but overall, really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, okay. Before we get into the news and everything, I just wanted to mention real quick. I don't know if you guys uh, remember or not, but I write a series of books about a teen superhero, fourteen-year-old superhero named Dog Boy. And uh, I've been releasing the latest book in a serialized format over the past uh, month and a half or so. In episode three, the final episode is out this Saturday, Mm -hmm. and you can pre-order it now. Uh, But uh, Anne-Marie, why don't you tell people uh, a little bit about the plot, and then I'll tell people where to find it. Okay. So I'm I'm just going to read what you have here because you put it a lot better than me. Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, do it cool. up. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to like put it in my own words or anything because <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's fine. That's not going to work for anybody. Uh, Colta City is a timeless old town, but time has is catching up with it. Old friends and old enemies close in around Bronson Black, and an impossible choice hangs over him as the modern world bleeds through. Dog Boy considers the past. His decision could spell the end of his crime-fighting career, but maybe that's a good thing. But maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. No, that's a Dog Boy Eye of the Scarab. And you can pick that up at bit.ly slash Eye of the Scarab. And it's uh, 99 cents per episode or three bucks for the whole thing. Uh, like I said, the pre-order for episode three is up now. I would really appreciate it if you picked it up. Pick it up. If you pick it up, like it. Please leave a review. Yes, please. And if you don't have money, just go to bit.ly slash dogboybook and pick up the first book in the series free of charge. And now... On to the news. News. Marshall gives it 15 out of 17 food dolls. Excellent. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you, Marshall. Uh, did Bobby give it anything? Bobby did not give it anything. <sighs> 
Bobby. Bobby's ignoring me. Okay, ratings. Uh, Gotham scored a 2.2. Oh, uh, it, oh, it kind of makes sense that this all happened. Oh, see, Bobby, the words of wisdom. It kind of makes sense that this is all happening already, considering they originally were set for 13 episodes. Very true. Very true. Mind blown. So Bobby wasn't um, ignoring me. He was just, you know, correcting us. And yeah, which is his job. That's his job. That's what we pay him for. That's what we pay him so. the big bucks for. Thank okay. you, Bobby. So uh, as far as ratings, uh, Gotham scored a 2.2 down from a 2.5 uh, for uh, the last episode a couple weeks back, which is good. And I mean, it's, it's expected too because when you come back from a break – And then you go on a break. You usually hit a high and then it kind, kind of dwindles throughout the season. So that's pretty normal. Well, we've mm-hmm. seen that before. Yes. Not a big deal. Okay, next up, we're going to uh, – we, we don't play the promo on the show because yes. we don't want to get a takedown from YouTube or anything. But we're going to watch it and tell you what happens in it. And uh, before I even hit play, Penguin is uh, standing in front on of a spotlight. Yes. In the spotlight. Ladies and gentlemen, celebrities. And he's throwing a uh, party throwing at a Fish's party. club. Because it's his club now. Yes. No sign of fish, but Except there is. She's in the torture chair. Yeah. Reminiscent of Saw. But it looks like this is going to be a very strong episode for Jada. Yeah. And uh, things are getting intense and intense. I and think I saw his ass. Yeah, his ass shot somebody. And it looked like they were trying, they were going to break Fish's legs. And I don't know. Fish is laughing, laughing at somebody coming at her with a giant. She might, like, die. She might die next episode. But again, as Ro- or not Robbie, Bobby <laughs> said, um, if we were only supposed to have 13 episodes, so that would have been the finale. Also, he gives it 16 out of 17. Excellent. Yeah. And they, I guess, yeah, that would have timed out to be, mm-hmm. or this one coming yeah. up would be about the finale. So Fish dies. I like it. Hey, we called that part at least. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple uh, other stories we wanted to uh, point out to you. And uh, as always, you can find links to these at, in the show notes for this episode, episode 21 at legendsofgotham.com. Uh, now, first off, I, I ran across this uh, cute uh, story from the AP. He just used the word cute. It's cute. From the AP. But uh, Claire Foley, the actress who plays Ivy oh, Pe- yeah. Pepper slash Poison Ivy on Gotham, uh, says she's got a brother, baby brother convinced that she is the future bad. Batman nemesis, and she's using it to her advantage. Uh, in an interview, the 13-year-old actress said that she thinks it's kind of funny that uh, the, her four-year-old uh, bro- oh, brother, Declan, uh, truly believes that she and the character she plays are the same person. And uh, I, I just thought it was really, really funny and really, really cute. That is really cute, but he's only four. I was of- hoping he was at least like seven. <laughs> Okay, and uh, the next story uh, we're going to cover has some spoilers, so go ahead and skip forward a minute or two if you don't want to be... Or just deal with it. Yeah, uh, but basically, Flying Graysons are coming to town. Uh, Yeah, there are some uh, leaked, well, not even leaked, uh, some official uh, photographs were released on uh, actors' Twitters Mm. and uh, from some extras extras there on the day. Uh, From episode six... That's crazy that they were letting extras release things. Yeah, but uh, episode 16, The Blind Fortune Teller, uh, is going to introduce Haley's Circus and the Flying Graysons, which awesome. if you don't know, the Flying Graysons, uh, mom and pop to uh, little baby Batman Robin over there, Dick Grayson. Batman Robin? Little baby Batman. Or Batboy, I guess we could call him. But bat he doesn't boy. dress like a bat. He dresses no, like a Robin. Robin. Maybe Bird Boy? Bird Brain. Whack. Wow, so, <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. But now. no, we got this uh, Flying Graysons poster and uh, the the script, script cover and uh, some of the circus stuff, and then we have uh, is that Jim? Yeah, Jim, oh. and then him and uh, Leslie Gorkins. Gorkin hashtag Gorkin right here out on a date. Haley Circus. Gorkin. It's going to be fun. 
And uh, our last story here. They look so happy. And I know that Robin Lord Taylor, the penguin, was really pumped about that this this week. So I, I figured it was definitely worth a mention. Danny DeVito has seen his performance as the penguin, and he approves. Uh, Danny DeVito says, I've watched the show, and I think uh, he's a very good young penguin. Uh, so and also mentions that uh, Robin is a terrific actor. Terrific actor, mm-hmm. which I agree with. And then they ask him if he would be willing to appear on Gotham. And he says, I don't know about that. Again, it's all about the schedules and the parts and like how the thing is written and what it would be like. There are so many that particulars. Is not, that's not the right. That's a bad Danny DeVito. That was horrible Danny DeVito. <laughs> We're okay. going to hope that Danny DeVito doesn't listen to this. Hey, Andy Kaufman, get over here and stop. pretend to be stop now. a foreign man. Shh, drink coffee. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, uh, that's all yeah. the news. You see, now you're still sticking to it. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trollfoot. Wow. People who follow Danny DeVito on Twitter will get the trollfoot thing. Okay, but uh, let's see. We, we have some uh, voicemails. As always, we like you to uh, run to your computer when you've finished watching Gotham and email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. The Twitter is at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And a couple people did that today. We did. The first of them, Michael. Take it away, Michael. Michael! Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Michael Lucero. Um, This was a pretty good uh, episode of Gotham. I kind of expected the electrocutioner storyline to last a little bit longer, but the way they handled it was pretty satisfying, if a bit truncated. Uh, my only complaint is that it distracted a bit from Bitch's big gambit and especially from Penguin being able to play a larger role in that storyline, which is uh, kind of another thing I kind of expected to happen differently. I expected the Liza plan to be a little bit more than just a simple hostage situation, mm-hmm. but I don't consider that a major disappointment. Um, the story being what it was, I think it was still filled with a lot of drama and great character interactions, especially between Penguin and Fitch at the end. Uh, so all all in all, I would give this episode 401 out of 472 floating newspapers with dramatic headlines. I definitely <laughs> story being a bit overshadowed. Uh, it's the first episode yet that I'd give a B score instead of an A, but despite mm-hmm. my minor disappointment, I think that's still a pretty amazing feat for a show. Uh, to say its weakest episode is at a B level. That's pretty good. Um, I'm really enjoying Gospel so far. I don't think this was a, a huge disappointment, just a minor. Uh, so I can't wait to find out about the shootout at the end, especially. I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of this. I uh, can't wait to hear the podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you all later. Bye. And uh, Michael did write in right after he sent in the voicemail just to clarify that he wasn't saying that it, w- it was a bad episode or the content was bad. That right. Just that, like I, I mentioned, I, in, I agreed with him. It was a little overstuffed. If, if it had just been the electrocutioner, mm-hmm. it would have been cool. If it had just been the fallout with Fish mm-hmm. and Liza, would have been cool. He felt it was a little too much, which was my main That's complaint fair. about yeah, the Yeah, there was a too. lot going on. For sure. Okay, and we'll wrap up uh, with thoughts from Wu. Take Woo! it away, Wu. I think this is my favorite episode of the season thus far. I thought everybody's performances was phenomenal, especially Ben McKenzie and James Gordon. I loved him not backing down to anybody, especially Commissioner Lobo, who I love that they casted the guy that was Wayne Zielinski on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show in the 90s. Nice. I love that they casted him as Commissioner Loeb. I loved Edward Nygma's scene in this episode because, and Meeks, you'll understand this reference, the one bad day i love that yes the one bad day that's uh from alan moore's the killing joke it's uh by some it's considered the uh definitive joker story slash 
slash origin mm-hmm. and uh, the basic it, it's the one it's the story where the joker shoots batgirl and paralyzes her oh. and uh basically he's trying to f- prove a philosophical point to batman mm-hmm. that the only thing that separates batman from the joker is one bad day and how you handle it because okay. uh, he has a s- suspicion that the same sort of thing happened to batman he just had one bad day and dressed up in a bat suit and fought crime while the joker became the clown prince of crime or whatever okay you, you know, beyond all the weirdness, Edward Name is just like a normal guy that just wants to connect with the, the girl he has feelings for. And he can't find the right words to say to the woman he has feelings for, which I find kind of ironic that the Riddler has a hard time forming words and choosing the right words to say. I love Robin Lord Taylor again as the Penguin. Loved his little mimicry of Back to the Future Part 3, Doc Brown, when he woke up in the ambulance and fell back asleep again. I thought that was hilarious. One of the- yeah, Woo, I actually didn't catch that Back to the Future 3 thing until you mentioned it. But that, yeah, that happens in Back to the Future 3 when they're getting ready for the shootout. Doc Brown stays out, or no, he stays out all night with a shot about to drink it. And then they're like, okay, we got to go and, you know, go back to the future or whatever. And he mm-hmm. takes the shot and he immediately passes out because he's never had alcohol before. Nice. And, and then there's like a, a wake up thing where you like, yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. The most powerful scenes in the whole episode, though, was Don Falcone's performance throughout the entire thing. Really great performances again. I give this episode five red velvet cupcakes out of five. Talk to you guys later. And with bullets. Bye bye. What? <laughs> And with bullets. Oh, okay. and with bullets. <laughs> no, but thank you very much, Wu. And uh, as I said, uh, next week when you get done watching Welcome Back, Jim Gordon, mm-hmm. run to your computer. Welcome back. Knock, at, knock away any loved ones that you run past as you get to your computer. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at legendsofgotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Do you have the P.O. Box? I don't have it pulled up. Just go uh, go to the website and click on contact. Okay. I was wanting to mention, though, uh, and we should have mentioned this at the top of the episode, Opportunity Lost. Oops. We're starting a new podcast this week. Oh, yeah. Universe Box. Uh, yeah, Universe Box. Thursday wow, night, wow, wow. Uh, 8.30 p.m. EST on January 22nd, we're going to be uh, recording the first episode of our new story-based podcast, yes. uh, Universe Box. Uh, stories to a theme, basically. The theme for this first week's episode is Home. Home. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be cover- talking about uh, Rainbow Bright and Galaxy High cartoons because we will watch them when we lived at home. That reminds me, I need to watch Rainbow mm-hmm. Bright tomorrow. Yeah, and we have a couple short video pieces and uh, listener contributions. It's going to be great, and it's really uh, mm-hmm. based mainly around like listener, listener con- feedback, feedback and everything. Yep. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to watch that, even if you don't, uh, you aren't able to get there Thursday night. Just go to youtube.universebox.com and click subscribe, and then it'll show up right in your YouTube feed. Yes. And we'd really really love to see you there if you like how we approach gotham i think you're gonna like universe box too and mm-hmm. it's gonna be more general so even when gotham's not on the air we we're still gonna have really good content going absolutely out there. um and our p.o box is p.o box 2641 ackworth acwrth georgia 30102 send us fun things and we'll put them in here yeah anything flat we'll put up here and i mean we even mm-hmm. we'll, t- we'll take some treats too yeah we're not opposed to treats we're no, we have no shame <laughs> 
We really don't. <laughs> We're like, give us stuff. Okay, so Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on or on Twitter at amdsimone. I Amory <laughs> Cam unexpected hair. Um, and I also have a blog, crunchycrafty.com. I should look in the camera. Yes. <laughs> and as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks, and uh, you can follow uh, the words I write at dogboyadventures.com. You can follow the podcast and get all the show notes for this episode at legendsofgotham.com, and uh, you. You can give me a hug because I'm feeling kind of sad right now. Hug. hug. Air hug. Air hug. Air hug. Air hug. Until next week. Or no, no that's not how we do this. That's not how this frog we, show. We're never going to nail this. Nope. We're never going to nail this. I don't even know. Join us next time for more Legends, Legends of Gotham. Legends of Gotham.